Ladies and gentlemen, Aesthetic Soundwaves has a lot to come, more to come, and soon to comes going on in the back scenes right now, in the background. So, um, this show, though, is in association with Ruckus Avenue Radio, and also hosted by Dash Radio. You want to look them up, I highly suggest it, and I actually think you guys will thoroughly enjoy it. Plethora of shows on there. Your own has to catch up on the homework on that one, too. A lot of different shows. Um, the web address is www.ruckusavenueradio.com. Look them up. Look them up. Look them up. That's all I can say. Ruckus is spelled R-U-K-U-S. Also, like always, proudly supported by the one and only... Dilla's Delights in Detroit, 242 John R. Street. They have a Facebook, Instagram, phone number, all that good stuff to get in contact with them. Uh, make sure to go check them out. And also, at their other venues that they sell to, to go get their, uh, their high-quality crafted donuts. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, more to come with, uh, well, both these and more. So, um, bear with me. But till that till that point, uh, onto our onto our regularly scheduled program. Back on, dog. You might switch it on. No, I I don't think so, Jamie. Hace falta un corazón para que sienta el latido del amor sin ser real que no se olvida más. Hace falta un corazón para que sueñe. Al escuchar una canción, al evocar una ilusión lejana, que sepa recordar las horas más felices, que pueda consolar sabiendo perdonar. Hace falta un corazón para que vibre. Con la más pura sensación, con el más vivo resplandor del alma. Hace falta un corazón para que sienta el latido del amor sin 
ser real que no se olvida más hace falta un corazón para que sueñe al escuchar una canción al evocar una ilusión le gana que sepa recordar las horas más felices que pueda consolar sabiendo perdonar hace falta un corazón para que vibre con la más pura sensación con el más vivo resplandor del alma Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Aesthetic Soundwaves. I am your host, Glass. Thank you for tuning in, like always, much appreciated from the tune-ins, everyone, everywhere. And yes, I will say that every time. Thank you. Um, I'm trying not to get too lost. Once again, a lot to cover today. Okay, so shout-outs. Montana. First-timers, by the way. Thank you. Much appreciated. Right there. Um, India, thank you for the tune-ins again. Thank you. Uh, keep passing the word on, and I will keep putting the good stuff on. Um, U.S., of course, state of Michigan, city of Detroit. What can I say that hasn't been said already? Thank you. World and universe. Um, okay. I've been playing with this in my head. How to say this without getting too personal, even though I decided to air this, but there's a moral behind my story. That intro was my dad, Alberto Inca Ramirez, um, from when he was a senior, actually, in Peru. Uh, I've told the story on the show once before. I can't remember what show now it was. It was some time back. Anyway, um, pretty much the same moral. Of, uh, this is a message episode. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of little twists and turns, and it all goes in the same direction. But... So I'm not going to beat a horse to death with this one. But um, the guy had talent, you know. He could sing. He he was a motivated person. And, um, you know, nobody's perfect, right? We all make mistakes in life. And uh, it's all about redemption and things like that. But if there's one thing... I'm trying to think about how to say this. We learn from our parents' advice and their mistakes, you know, the good things they do and the bad things. You know, we all kind of build upon that. Um, he wasn't a perfect man. I'm not a perfect man. I'm far from that. Um, who isn't, right? Uh, an individual, I should big guess say. You get my point. <laughs> um, but I use him as a blueprint a lot. In my older life, especially. Basically to chase and do what I want to do. Um, not just want to do for selfish reasons, but to build myself up. Because in the later years, towards the end of my dad's life, because he passed away when I was 14, um, just lost sight of everything, gave up on life, and basically drank himself to death. I can't say it without, I mean, I can't get any less, I just got to say it that way, right? Um, just let life get to him, kick him around. 
And if you're like most of us in, you know, 2019, <laughs> I mean, this year has been crazy for me. And I know it's not just me. And I'm not one to say that straight up. I'm like, and I seriously mean that. Like, I, uh, I mean, I usually don't go by years and say, oh, this year, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those type, but uh, I know that, you know, a lot of people are going through the same tumultuous year I am, just an up and down roller coaster ride of whatever the scenario may be, right? So, um, but, you know, I think it's important for all of us, including me, of course, you know, and this is like my own personal reminder too, you know, just uh, don't let life get you, keep, you know, you gotta you gotta get up somehow some way it's easier said than done but we we have to find a way so especially you have if you have talent you know like my dad did um and then just kind of gave up on himself and his dreams later on only to be i guess conventional so to speak but that's a whole another issue probably won't get into but you know just uh you know just don't give up on yourself people don't um, don't waste that talent of yours, whatever it might be. And, you know, you got a brain that, you know, God gave you. Use it. Use it for, whether, for, for good reasons or for whatever it might be. I don't want to babble too much. A lot of ground to cover. Definitely a lot of ground. In fact, I am looking at my timer. Yes, my mental timer is going good today. Um, let's get into this next song. In fact... It builds into uh, this thought. But I'm going to be breaking into the next one. This, the title of it's gray. It's by One Below, yeah. The, one Below, the, oh, the one and only from Binary Star. Off his album, The Rebirth. Um, I'm, I'm gonna just going to get into this. I want you guys to listen to these lyrics, though. There's some uh, material he uses. And I'll break into that in a second. Uh, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of personal thought that's been in my head to, over the past few months. So I'm hashing it all out today. I'll be back in a second. Off the sun, blocked by the gray lofty rain off the come. Single parents apparently raise all the young. When it once took a village, now they call it slum. People don't greet or smile, they poke a face, call them tough. A wild card may call you bluff. Blaze don't pay off, they blaze all the guns. Maybe take all your bucks, maybe paid off for drugs. They know what's up, pay off for such. They all corrupt. Somebody might pay off the judge. See, knowledge is the key, and the truth shall set you free. But it's so hard to take off the cuffs when the laws of the land don't scrape off the scum. Bags, bum politicians waste all the funds. Schools don't teach, so the playground is love. Till a straight blow, make a soul take off above. His mama dressed in black, she make all the fuss. He could have been an ex MJ off. The jump, hang out the tongue, free throw, take off and dunk. The newspaper say y'all for what? The police was looking for witness, but they always dumb. Nobody wanna cooperate, not with us. They use us to make all the bust and toxic heroes. Sandwich to dogs who make off with lunch. Sunrise. 
Another gray matter like a brain pattern. Confused with a color change, parents. Family on the light side, don't accept the dark side. Sort of like apartheid, pass each other by like the far side. Fat lip like a daddy, flat butt like a mammy. Nobody can relate in the family. She can't sit with granny, cause the skin too brown, ain't from tanning. Whatever. She feel like a big boy and Andre together without the umbrella in the same rain weather. And that's an outcast if your brain ain't clever. This gray could be a change for the better. Got a mistakes, never. Through the valley in the shadow of death, real jihad, the battle itself. I'm not a superman, everything side of my chest except S. I'll be okay. Crush kill, destroy that stress. Pimp the rhyme skills like a prostitute in high heels, walking through a minefield, trying to blow the fuck up. Neck high and bills, Indy on the driver wheel. Maybe I should sign a deal, maybe that'll slow the buck up. And I can't afford it, my fam gotta stay supported. They wanna grow tall in the charts and get shorter by the corporate. You need more than Trojan type horses to penetrate they fortified fortress. They hire more lawyers that'll run circles around your office. Shady ways often, rights get waived, gotta be Navy trained. Sometimes sunshine is only a phase, making this paper save a later for a rainy day. father always said that when I get older, I would understand. Well, I finally did. I learned something from these two men. I learned to give love and get love unconditionally. You just have to accept people for what they are. And I learned the greatest gift of all. The saddest thing in life is wasted talent. And the choices that you make will shape your life forever. I love how he um, uses, if I'm correct, isn't that the ending of, or that's that's one of the takes from A Bronx Tale, isn't it? I think, I think so. I could be wrong, but anyway, it's it's really true though. Don't waste your talent. And in life, you know, it's really, we get, balances right it there's life is all about that yin and yang but but in between that yin and yang you have that gray matter whatever it might be right um gray matter is an interesting subject actually depending where you bring it up what profession you're in um what topic you're in it's really interesting if you're an electronics engineer, you don't want 
any gray matter or any gray material, right? Especially nowadays in this zero and one era where everything's read by, as I said, zeros and ones. It's circuits, right? You know, if you have an off measure by X amount of millivolts or whatever this might be, right? You better go back and recheck everything you just did if you did that. Because, you know, that's, that's a measurement of <laughs> voltage and whatnot that can mess up your circuitry and whatever you're doing, right? Um, one of my old professions, uh, we were considered a gray area. Um, we were not considered peace officers, right? So it's really interesting. And so it was kind of always looked upon as if, well, you know, it was kind of like the shake of the hand as I do it right now. You can already see what I'm doing. You really don't know, right? Um, even same way in a court of law, you know, or especially law, you know, there's that gray area, that gray material you're playing with where it's like, well, I don't know. Did you do this? I mean, I'm not a lawyer, okay? I didn't pass a bar exam, so I can't give any examples. But you get the gist. Um, <laughs> that gray area is an interesting subject to me. Because I think sometimes that's the area where we have, that's the most reflective. I mean, you could have either a yes or no, and you think you're completely answered. But sometimes you can't be afraid and get into that gray material. You know what I mean? You can't be afraid of that. Um, sometimes, you know, it's like it's, uh, it's like anything else in life. Things are a gamble. Getting married is a gamble. You know, having kids, gamble. Everything we do, you know, gambling's gambling. It doesn't matter. I'm babbling. My whole point, though, is every, not everything is assured in life of what we're going to do. And we all have to weigh that out. Um, I don't want to get off topic, but we're never going to be assured of something we're going to do. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that we should be hesitant not to do it. Um, I'm trying to build it into some of my main themes, but I'm also saying sometimes before we make any actions or do anything, contemplate because you do have that gray matter, but that gray matter is a good thing. We look at it as a bad thing, but it's really not a lot of times. That's kind of like a little friendly reminder about stuff. Because if it wasn't for gray matter, let's go back to electronics. Um, where's my mental timer at? I need to check this. Yeah, if it wasn't for, say, let's go back to electronics. That gray matter um, in that, right? That establishes to the engineer that I did something wrong. Go back to uh, to step one and go back through the whole process and fix it so you know it's a good double check on your triple checks um anyway speaking of double checks and your triple checks and being obsessed with what you gotta do i'm gonna be building into something here which is my main theme of the day well one of my main many themes some of these aren't gonna be uh smooth transitions let me put it that way in thoughts, but that's okay. Um, I'm gonna build some Scott Joplin here. 
The next piece I'm playing is the Magnetic Rag off the album Piano Rags by Scott Joplin. Uh, the Nonsuch label put this out actually in 1972. I'll be back more with this one in a minute.
dig, 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 dig. Okay, so before I go any further, I need to... Uh, Scott Joplin, he has a... Man, talk about history on this guy. I'm just going to read. These are all notes compiled through three uh, different sources. I'll give those the references stuff at the end. But I'm going to read this in ascending order as according to timeline. This took a bit to put together. But <clears throat> let's do this, shall we? He was born November 24, no, 24th, 1868 in Texarkana, Texas. Died April 1st, 1917 at the Manhattan State Hospital Mental Institution in New York. It's the, uh, actually, the America entered World War I. Um, son of, ex, of an ex-slave, Scott Joplin, described as greatest composer of ragtime, greatest exponent, genius, took ragtime and expanded its boundaries, and keener ragtime. Okay, before I move on to my number four mark, that what I, I find that uh, I have it highlighted. Greatest exponent. Um, we're all intelligent folks here. We we know all about exponential power, right? Whether it be a negative or a positive, um, that's a pretty strong word, actually. Exponent. Um, something to think about, because no matter what degree you put that to, it's used as a power. To multiply, right? Anyway, side note on that. Back to my fourth note, because I got a lot to read. But it states a lot about the man. Um, ragtime description. For those who do or not know, um, let me get into this. Whether it is you guys know, for those who don't, well, you're learning something new today. Like jazz, it's a combo of a whole different sort of music genres, usually played in 2-4. Uh, Joplin would literally write and instruct on the piano rules of the sheet music. Do not play fast. It's uh, it's like like ragtime 101. You don't play ragtime fast. Nunca. Never. Right? Um, his vision was to break the stereotype of ragtime. Uh, take it and involve it from the saloons to concert venues. Most of his family played instruments insane. Learned piano at a young age. Dad bought him it and played proficiently at, a, at the age of 11. So by that time, he was already a kid prodigy. Um, he was known through the white communities and then, uh, because of that, uh, an old German music teacher took him in as his pupil. He led a band at the Chicago's World Fair in 1894. Um, lived and he lived and moved back and forth a lot of a lot of the time from Sedalia, Missouri. Studied uh, music at George Smith College. His rags were considered and I put this in quotations respectable to society. Worked on trying to bring ragtime to a higher art form. Um, his idea kept getting snubbed and turned down. Obviously because of the time, you know, he was in we already know the predicament why, right? Um, man named John Starks, though, invested in him. His daughter, Nellie, uh, held him to esteem. He actually helped publish his first famous rag, the Maple Leaf Rag. Um, they sold uh, that 
uh, excuse me, it sold over 75,000 copies of sheet music during its first year. That, um, in 1902, he finished a folk ballet entitled A Ragtime Dance. Actually, John's daughter, Nellie, motivated him to do that one. And then I think it was a year later, wrote first opera, or not too far after, uh, wrote an opera called Guest of Honor. Um, neither of them were successful. So, uh, man kept plugging away. Soon after, his baby daughter died a few months after uh, her birth. He and his first wife eventually separated. He remarried in 1909. Um, first wife died before he came to New York City in 1906. Completed his second opera in 1911. Tree machine. Tree My stuttering problem does not like this word. Uh, Tremonisha <laughs> um, was the title of this opera. Tremonisha. I'm trying to train my mouth here. Uh, it was it, it. His opera was based on the black predicament at the time. Obviously, that's the reason why he was being snubbed because, you know, here's this black guy taking you know the ragtime and you know blowing this scene up and you know due to the racial inequality and whatnot. He ain't getting the love he should be, right? At the time. Uh, um, prior to uh, 1911, when he released uh, <laughs> released his opera, um, uh, he and John Stark broke uh, apart due to financial matters. He could not find anyone to publish it, so he subsidized the printing of the vocal score out of his own pocket. Worked three years to orchestrate and produce a test performance for the public. It was performed in 1915. Audiences had no reaction and it just flopped. It just didn't do well. Um, the failure of this opera and his other previous ventures uh, basically drove him to insanity. It threw him into a depression and with his morale down, his uh, behavior and mood started to change. He, his playing also declined. He was put into Manhattan State Hospital Institution in the fall of 1916. And there he died on April 1st, 1917. Musicians. Let's fast forward on this. Musicians later on that were influenced by him. Jelly Roll Morton. Fats Waller, Willie the Lion Smith, and James P. Johnson. That's a very, very important one because James P. Johnson was Thelonious Monk's neighbor in New York. As we know, um, T. Monk was very influenced by James P. Johnson and Scott Joplin, him, his own self. And without ragtime, there would be no Monk time. Of course, Monk took his styles from various other aspects, too. And he had a very much reflective life of Scott Joplin to an extent in the respect issue. But that's a whole nother uh, show, a whole nother time, right? But um, without ragtime, there would be no Monk time. Straight up. For the most part, at least. <laughs> um... References-wise, before I go any further, 
uh, All Music Guide to Jazz, Second Edition, published by Miller Freeman Books, 1996. The Illustrated Encyclopedia of Jazz, authors Brian Case and Stan Britt, 1979. And the note liners from the album I, I played this from. Uh, piano Rags by Scott Joplin, uh, Joshua Rifkin on the piano and also writing the notes on this in... Um, Made in 1972. Um, crazy, crazy life, right? I mean, the man was obviously very much dedicated and dedicated to his craft. Um, knew knew his talent, and uh, I'm trying to recollect my thoughts after all that reading there. The, uh, he basically, his art led him to his insanity, his obsession. And it is an obsession because he was so focused on, well, okay. see, he was so focused on what he was doing and to an extent of, uh, the approval of others is what I'm trying to say, too. But he was so worried about the approval of others, like in his stuff, that it affected his mental. And this kind of builds up into one of my biggest themes is um, people may not always get what you're trying to do. And people are going to always knock you down. And once again, the theme that's being repeated in this is um, no matter what the scenario, don't let someone, something, or whatever the scenario might be what, get you. Because obviously that's what happened to this man. The, the power he was, the, the genius. And yet, from all that intelligence that he had, he had a weakness to a, a vulnerability to gain knocked down easy um, uh, after so many tries. And it's not easy, right? But um, no matter how many times we get knocked down, we got to get back up. And don't let it become so obsessive that we basically drive ourselves insane. Um, because it ain't worth it. Ain't worth it at all. And, uh, you know, someone someone told me something one time, and I completely agree with them. They said, people's opinions don't pay your bills. Um, <laughs> that's a true statement. Uh, well, they kind of do, but not excessively, you know what I mean? Um... A lot of learning lessons we can take from people in life, good and bad. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. Okay, I need to get back on topic here. I'm kind of uh, getting off, but not really. I think you get my gist. That being said, this next song is... <laughs> the title of it is Don't Let the Bastards Grind You Down. This is the toasters off their album in retrospect. These next few songs state exactly how um, 
state exactly them state themselves exactly excuse me so i probably don't need to expound anymore this says it all i'll speak to you in a minute Enough said, enough said, right? It's true, though. No matter what happens, no matter what people do to you, what life throws at you, don't let it grind you down. In essence, that is the theme, the theme, the theme. So, folks, I'm not going to beat a horse to death because I can do that. I'm known to do that, and I won't today. But um, I'll get to my outro song in a minute. Uh, do, do, do. Look at my notes. Okay, so... Gen um, General info I need to give you guys. Any questions, comments, concerns, all that good jazz. Uh, no pun intended, by the way, because you know I play a lot of jazz. But back to point. Um, uh, all the all that good stuff. Um, you can email me my personal email at defjuke at yahoo.com. That's one lowercase word. That's def, or excuse me, that's D-E-F. J U K at yahoo dot 
gmail.com. You can also uh, hit me up at the um, mail here on the Podbean site if you want. Send me a message, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, I do have a Facebook. I'm not the most socially uh, social media type of guy. Um, I ch- either way, I do have a Facebook. Uh, just type in Aesthetic Soundwaves, this Glasses Official site. You'll see a picture of me there. Um, so, yeah, you can hit me up on that if you want, friend, or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, if you are, if you do send the email or whatever, contact, make sure to put subject, uh, you know, aesthetic sound waves. That way I know not to delete it, you know, so, so I don't get it mixed up with anything else. If you could, please. So, <clears throat> folks, th- folks, that being said, uh, outro song today. Um, title of this is Keep Looking Up. This is the Fountain of Life Joy Choir, led by Pastor Reverend Marvin Yancey. Uh, the album Gospel Roots, 1977. I actually ended up getting this in a free bin at uh, one of the record shops when I was down in Atlanta some time ago. Anyway, good little uh, motivational, not little, but good motivational song for us all at the very end of a hard day or whatnot to hear, I think, personally. So, that being said, um, thank you once again for the tune-ins, everyone, everywhere, and much appreciated. Till next episode, though, this is your man, Glass, and I will catch you on the next wave. Thank you once again, and uh, I'll speak to you, or get a, you, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you guys soon. Have a good day. This is your man, Glass, signing out.
perfect day for you.